This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Welcome back to the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast. My name is Sam, and I'm your host, and I'm joined by Dr. Richard Blackaby. As always, good to be with you, Sam. It's always a pleasure, Richard, and uh, it's been a busy uh, couple of weeks here. We've had a lot of family in town and celebrating the life of your mother, and yeah. that was uh, just, I would say, you know, probably one of the one of the best funerals I think I've ever been to. And yeah. uh, it was really, it was really amazing. I had a whole choir and orchestra sing. I don't know that I've been to many, if any, funerals that had full choir and orchestra, and uh, just got to visit with family we hadn't seen in a long time. Yeah, that was good. It was, uh, yeah. My mom was a member of the choir for a long, long time, yeah. and so the the choir and orchestra are pretty, pretty loyal, faithful to the ones who served with them a long time. And uh, but boy, they they belted it out. I I, I don't know that I've ever heard singing as good as what I heard at that funeral. Just yeah. like people really love my mom and they love the truths of hope that, that we have and those songs. And, and then all, all five of the children, uh, shared memories and my oldest son kind of represented the 14 grandkids. And yeah. so it was a really, I don't know, it's very meaningful jam packed hour long funeral, but, uh, they put a lot into that. Yeah. Well, it was good. There's a lot, you know, there's a lot to put in a long life, a, a life well lived. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was quite the celebration for sure. Yeah. So for those who had heard our earlier podcast about saying, we're not quite sure how mom, how much time she had, she, she really only knew that she was dying for about two months, I think. And, uh, yeah. went down very, of course it was liver cancer and that's very rapid. But, uh, uh, but she, you know, some, all 14 of her grandkids made it back in time to see her. My son, mm-hmm. Mike was the last one to get down all the way from Canada. And he, he made it just really within hours of when she passed. And, uh, so some real special things happened along the way, but, you know, now that my dad is alone and, um, and you know, my, my, certainly my lifelong cheerleader is gone. And so I've got to kind of go it without that cheerleading section mm-hmm. going forward. And so that's, uh, still have to process some of that in the days to come. For sure. Well, if you've been in ministry, um, for any length of time, or even if, uh, if you're not in official ministry, uh, you know, we all have, uh, relationships that, uh, you know, we try and pour into people that we want to help out. Um, you know, we try and minister as best we can to, to others. You know, that's certainly a part of being a Christian, uh, but uh, sometimes it doesn't seem like there's any fruit uh, being born from from that relationship, from that investment of time and energy and emotion. Um, is is there a time when we say, you know what, we're going to pull the plug on on uh, you know maybe this is a mentoring relationship, or you're just trying to help somebody help somebody out, uh, get back on their feet. Um, is there any is there ever a time that we say, you know what, like I, despite all my best efforts. You know, I've been walking with this person for a long time, but nothing seems to to be taking. There doesn't seem to be any fruit. Um, is it is it okay to sort of end that uh, relationship, uh, or you know, are we called to sort of bear that burden until the uh, end of time? Yeah, I I thought that would be kind of an interesting topic to at least look at a little bit, and that is when do we when do you cut people loose? When do you say 
I don't know that I can help this person. I've tried now, and maybe you're uh, in management and you're trying to take on a staff person and they're not learning very fast or they keep messing up and you keep giving them another chance. You keep showing grace or maybe it's a relationship or maybe it's just someone you're mentoring uh, and or maybe it's a friend that's just gone through hard times and you know, a lot of it's self-inflicted and you, you try to help them find the better way and yet they keep on messing up again. And uh, is, there a, is there a point where you just say, I've done all I can, I'm, you know, I'm just, this is just a recipe for frustration here. I keep trying and they, and they don't keep trying or they, they, they keep messing up. Um, and so just a few thoughts about that. When, when is it okay to walk away or is it okay to just as a Christian to walk away from someone or to fire someone cut them loose and say, sorry, that's just not going to work. Um, so a few thoughts I have on that one is just, first of all, just the question, should you ever give up on people? Um, and the reality is when you give up on someone, there is a sense in which you have just made a statement of more about God than about that person. My mm-hmm. dad used to always say, when you give up on someone, you have declared that even almighty God is not powerful enough to change someone, uh, to redeem them, to turn them around. you're you're not just saying that person's a hopeless case. You're saying it's even hopeless for God. And so uh, that always makes me at least very hesitant uh, to give up because I'm saying, God, even you couldn't fix that person. And of course they can. And, uh, and there is a sense in which, you know, you want, there needs to be someone who still believes. Uh, There needs to be someone that kind of holds out besides maybe our mother. And that just says, He's a good boy, <laughs> you know, uh, no matter Despite what, he's what done, everybody says, uh, no matter what his criminal record says. Uh, and so it could be that you might be that one person that's tasked with continually believing. But uh, and, and I think it, it, I think in one sense, you, you have to always believe that with God, all things are possible. And so uh, now whether you you keep them in your employment whether you keep meeting with them every week, whether you keep investing the same amount of time as you have been, that's another question. But I think you have to, at the outset, just say, you know, nothing's impossible with God. So that, that person doesn't show the slightest inclination of improving or, or making wiser choices. But I do believe that they may just be one encounter with God away from changing all of that. So on the one hand, I think you have to you know, you have to be very careful about just cutting people loose. I've, I've known people on the other extreme where, boy, it didn't take anything for them to cut you loose. Uh, you crossed them, you disappointed them, you, you hurt their feelings, and you were done. And uh, they were quick to, to let you go. And so I, I'd say there is a certain stewardship, I think, in our lives. When God brings someone into your life, he really ought to be the one that brings them out. And so you might not like having that person in your life. It might be tedious. It might be a lot of work. Uh, but if God is the one that brings someone across your path, then um, you may need to check with God to see if he's taking them out of your path. But uh, a second thing related to that is, um, is fruitfulness. That is, uh, in light of all the investment of time uh, and attention and energy that I've put into this relationship, where's the fruit? And so uh, well, if this person's an employee and you've trained them and spent time with them and you've helped debrief when they messed up and given them another chance and then they've 
messed up again and they don't seem to be catching on, learning the ropes. Uh, is there a certain point where you look at all the time you've invested to say, uh, this certainly is just not paying off. It's I'm not getting much of a return for all the the things I'm paying for this and investing in this. And again, it doesn't mean you necessarily give up on them as a person, uh, but maybe it's the wrong kind of hire. You know, if it's an employee, maybe they're just not cut out for that kind of work. Uh, and it's becoming obvious. They're just not catching on. Uh, there, there were certainly, you know, types of work when I was going through college and uh, doing manual labor that I was not all that skilled at doing. And I did not have an aptitude for a lot of construction kind of stuff. I was maybe aptitude for grunt labor, but, um, but I was not going to ever go very far into the construction business. And, uh, I would, I wouldn't think. And so, you know, if, if I had to, uh, a manager, they probably were, would not be wise to invest huge amounts of time and effort into trying to take me farther than I was wired to go. So, um, and with friendships as well, I think, um, you know, it, it doesn't mean that you give up on someone, but if you're meeting with someone every week and they are not doing a thing about what you're talking about, they're, they're never follow through, they never keep their commitments. Kind of like if you have someone in a coaching relationship at a certain point, it, it doesn't mean you've given up on them entirely, but you might just say at this point, I'm not fine. I'm not seeing much fruit from our weekly meetings. Uh, yeah. uh, or, you know, I've sent you to this training and I've, I've bought you these 10 books and you haven't read any of the books yet. So it doesn't make much sense to buy you an 11th book. Um, and so I think you do have to maybe gauge how much you're putting in and saying, uh, I, I still have some hope for this person, but I, at this point, what I'm doing is not working. And so do I keep on investing a lot in someone that's not responding to what I'm what I'm putting into them. You know, even Jesus, of course, you could say Jesus never gave up on anyone. But you remember the first time he goes back to his hometown in Nazareth, it says he, he could not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. Uh, now, could he have done miracles? Yeah, he probably could have done all the miracles that yeah. um, he wanted to, but but they didn't believe in him. And so it would have been casting pearls before swine to just do a bunch of miracles for people that didn't believe in him. And so, you know, he, he kind of gauged the, the audience and said, I just can't put as much into these people as maybe I put into Capernaum or some other place where people were lining up and believing and seeking me. And so, um, I, I've known people that I, I, I would say just from it as an outsider, they probably invested way too much time into people that were not responsive. And of course, you can only spend your time in one place. So if you if you spend lots and lots of time every week with someone who's not responding, that means you're not spending that same time with someone who might respond. And I do think that God is looking for fruitfulness. And so I think, uh, not that you've given up entirely, but you may not want to waste your time Day, week by week in activities that aren't bearing any fruit. Um, and so that's the second one. Just, you know, if you're starting to feel kind of guilty, like I'm just not sure I need to be investing this much time. Well, what what's the basis for continuing to invest time? Where is are you seeing growth and advancement? And if you're not, um, then maybe it's not so bad to say, I've got to cut back at this point. Um, and maybe a third thing is just perhaps it's not either me or it's not now. 
And that is, you may still have hope that this person will change, but either it may not be because of me. Uh, I, I mean, I've given them every counsel, every help, every advice, every scripture verse, every uh, helpful book that I know of, and none of that has helped. I, I literally have taken everything off the shelves that I have and offered it to this person, and it hasn't done any good. So that might mean I still believe they can turn around. I just, it may not be me that God uses. It might not. Maybe I have a soft hand and they need a little harder approach. Uh, maybe I'm just, you know, too forgiving and they need someone that's going to be a little more in their face. Or maybe they need to, or, or maybe it's more of a timing thing. Uh, maybe they will come around, but it's going to, they're going to have to hit rock bottom first. And so I need to kind of get out of the way and let time do its work on this person. Uh, and so, again, I think it's possible to not give up on someone, but to say, at this point, it's, it may not be me. Uh, I, I knew a, a mother one time that came up and said to me, you know, I, my, I'm, I'm so concerned about my son, and I keep trying to talk to him about uh, the mess he's making of his life, but uh, now he's a, an adult in his 30s. And uh, he just doesn't want to talk to me. And so he, she said, what, what do I do to make him listen to me? And my response was, well, who says he has to listen to you? Maybe it's going to be someone else, not you. And, but, he's, but she was his mother, and she really wanted to be the one that, yeah. that helped set him straight. And sometimes you have to say, well, I still, I still have hope for him. But it's, it's not, I, I'm not seeing a lot of evidence that it will be me that is able to be the one that helps. Uh, maybe I need to enlist someone else who has a different skill set and so on. Or yeah, it's not relationship. the not the message. Uh, it's the messenger that needs to change. And yeah, for whatever reason, sometimes different messengers just click for for people. Yeah, and I mean, of course, if you see a friend or a child or someone is hurting, you don't want to delay. You don't. You 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 want the help to come now, and yet. It might well be that um, help will come, but it, just not in your timing. And that's that's hard. That's hard to watch someone continuing mm-hmm. down a path to uh, brokenness and hurt when you wanted desperately to stop them from going down that, that path. But, um, but sometimes that's the way that it has to go. And uh, so, um, you know, a fourth thing is I think you should always, if you're a child of God, I think you should always be an optimist. But uh, at the same time, uh, you should you should also be a good steward of your time, and so uh, you know have, be optimistic. But that doesn't mean that uh, at the same time you're you're wasting a lot of time on things that are not bearing any fruit. And so uh, you know, I th- there are things that um, that I would try to do. Like when I was a pastor, I remember I had a few people that just got into a difficult way, and they they left the church and. Well, I tell you, I'd done everything I could to be a good pastor to them and uh, reach out to them. And I would write like birthday notes every year to every active person in the church. And uh, just at least once a year, write some thought, not just sign a card, but write some specific thoughts to them about what I'm praying for them about and so on. And just to acknowledge that I knew kind of what they were going through. And, And even after some people left my church, I mean, I tried everything to talk with them and minister to them, but in, in some cases they just chose to leave anyway. And so I wasn't necessarily going to be spending every day calling and stopping by uninvited uh, and throwing myself at them. But 
But it, perhaps when their birthday rolled around next year, I might just send them a note, you know, even though I hadn't seen them in a year, to say, hey, just want you to know I'm still thinking of you. And if you haven't found a, another church to be involved in yet, I pray you find one and that you find a, another pastor that will love you and so on. Um, and so I wasn't writing notes every day. Uh, but at the same time, I wanted to still have some hope and optimism that at some point there would be some good. And, uh, and you know, sometimes uh, there, there are those in the world that they've never had anybody in their life that believed in them or had hope for them. And they all, everybody gave up on them. And so maybe you're, that, that's going to be uh, your, your kind of superpower is that you keep on hoping and believing when no one else does. Um, and then a, maybe a fifth thing is just uh, trust the Holy Spirit uh, because there's, there, there are relationships, there are people that are just complicated. They've got such baggage, such issues, and we don't know all of their journey. We don't know why they keep scuttling their own life, their own career, uh, why they lack confidence and they don't just step out and do, do what they're capable of doing um, or what, you know, why they have bad people skills and they end up alienating themselves from others. Uh, but the Holy Spirit knows why. And so, uh, and the Spirit knows what kind of encounter with God it would take uh, to set them free from some of that. And so, and the Spirit of God knows sometimes, uh, you know what, right now, even though it seems hopeless, don't give up yet. Keep persevering. They may be closer to a turnaround than you think. And other times the Spirit of God may be, he'll know the facts that they're far from changing at this point and the spirit of god might say invest more in this person over here they're ready to respond now so you know i think in so many ways it comes down to saying just follow the holy spirit's lead mm -hmm. because he knows um whether you should lean in and not give up yet or whether he knows you, you could do the same thing for 10 more years and it's still not going to make a difference and uh I do think the Spirit of God knows how to make your life as fruitful as possible. And maybe the Spirit of God just wants you to be that one person that sort of stands in the gap and is the only one left that still has hope. And if that's the case, even against all odds, you need to, to stand in the gap and do that. And other times the Spirit of God might just say, well, you know what? You can take a break from that person because nothing's going to change. But over here, you hardly have to invest anything, and there'll be a lot of fruit that comes out of that relationship. And so, trust the Spirit's guidance, and uh, and He won't He won't waste your life. He won't waste your time. And maybe He just wants you to model what the love of God looks like, kind of like Hosea and Gomer. He just wants you to show this person what a relentlessly loving God God is by the way you refuse to give up on them. Mm. Well, let's take a quick break here, and we'll wrap up when we come back. The CSB Experiencing God Bible invites you to know and experience God personally. In this revised and updated edition, based on the best-selling Experiencing God book and Bible study, you will be encouraged to focus on the major purpose of Bible reading, listening to God speak. Experiencing God features and study helps placed throughout the Bible provide an immersive reading experience that will guide and challenge you to respond to the invitations God offers to know Him, His purposes, and His ways. The Bible is on sale now at blackbystore.org, and you can find links to these in the show notes. Well, Richard, this is a, you know, it's, it's a tough topic because uh, I, I think people, especially conscientious people, they feel uh, like a failure maybe, or it, it's wrong to step away from, from a relationship or 
or to seemingly give up on someone or, yeah. or stop investing in someone. Um, wh- what would you say just in these remaining uh, few minutes here? I know you've got a few more uh, tips and, and uh, just thoughts on, on how to navigate that. Uh, yeah. Well, there's a tension on both sides, right? Uh, I, I would say attention on the other side is that especially if you're a manager or an owner of a company, you, you have an obligation to the organization. Uh, you know, if you have someone who's chronically underperforming over and over again, hurting the business, hurting customers, um, uh, and you, but you keep on giving them chance after chance after chance, uh, you you are costing the organization something. So, um, there is that sense of that tension there to say, I'm willing to show grace to this person, but at, at times it means that we don't we uh, underperform or we underserve other people because they're not getting what they would if this person was doing the job they're supposed to do. Um, at, so I've seen that happen in families before, where there was a person in the family that was very very disruptive. One of the, one of the kids maybe, and it, they were tearing the whole family apart. And so you didn't want to give up on the, that that family member, that child. But the other kids were all suffering because this yeah. very disruptive, angry uh, person was allowed to just be right in the middle of the family day after day and, and destroy the whole family dynamic. And so there is that tension there to say, I, I'm not necessarily giving up on the person overall, but I, but in this setting right now, uh, I have to think about the, the, the greater whole and say, do I let this person just disrupt an entire family and an entire... That's why sometimes even the Bible says you may have to cast someone out of the entire church fellowship because not that, that you, you don't think God could do something in their life, but right now they're so argumentative, divisive, that uh, an entire church fellowship is disrupted while while we try to show grace to somebody. Yeah, and I've, I've seen this even on maybe a slightly less consequential level, but you know, even in our, uh, you know, we, uh, we've taught Sunday school together for a long time, or mm-hmm. um, and, and even in those you know, small group, life group settings, you know, you, I've uh, punted to you to have to have <laughs> difficult conversations yeah. with, with people who, you know, I think our default is to say, well, you know, let's just be nice or right. be kind. But but you're right. There's the rest of the group that suffers because you have maybe a domineering individual or somebody who just wants to answer all the questions or, or yeah. wants to argue just kind of meaningless points. And uh, I think that is certainly something that we don't often think about. Right. You, you destroy an entire culture while you're being patient with one person. And yeah. So, uh, yeah, you have to keep the, the larger whole in mind as well. And while you want to do all you can for the individual, you don't want the whole group to be continually suffering because you're trying to show grace to the individual. Yeah. Um, a, a seventh thing is just guard your heart and, and, and sometimes, you know, the reason we want to give up on people is because they were, were frustrated with them or were just annoyed where they, maybe they rejected our overtures of kindness and grace. And we just, we, we just, it hurts our feelings. Uh, we feel somehow devalued and, or, or we just become angry with people because they just don't change and we've given them our best and they're still acting that way and you have to you have to guard your heart it's it's not about you it's not it's about what god wants you to do with that person and 
sometimes uh, we're, we're just, it's just easy to say, well, they're never going to change. And so I'm going to boot them out of my life. And um, even if you have to uh, cut someone off or let someone go, it ought to bother you. I mean, you ought to do it with a, with a sad heart that you, yeah. you know, you, you tried and tried and tried and they just wouldn't change. And don't ever get to the point where you're just kind of delighted to show someone the door because you're just tired of them. Yeah, um, it should be a last resort. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it is a resort, but just be, guard your heart so that you, you're clearly doing it only because that you have to. I I had to fire someone one time, and the person even said to me, you, you seem really troubled by this. And I said, well, I am troubled because I don't like having these conversations. I certainly... Uh, shy away from them if at all possible, but sometimes you can't. And yeah. uh, so uh, be doing that. And and then just, um, you know, be careful because sometimes we, we talked about following the Holy Spirit's leading, but I think that's important because sometimes if you, if you hold on too long, you can actually end up just enabling. Uh, yeah. You know, people that never step up, they never, they never take responsibility for their own life because someone like you or me just keeps bailing them out and giving them one more chance and one more chance. And so they never feel the consequences of their own choices and decisions. And, uh, and so sometimes just, you know, not giving up on someone can actually just enable them, just, uh, just protect them from the consequences of refusing to grow, refusing to change. And so, Again, you kind of need God to show you how that fits. But sometimes in our determination just to never give up, uh, that person never feels the bite of alienating people because you, you refuse to be alienated and you yeah. refuse to give up. And um, so sometimes uh, just be careful that in your zeal to hold on to somebody uh, that you're not just enabling them to continue being dysfunctional and know that they'll still have a friend who's always there for them. Um, and then a ninth thing is just be, be always watching for potential or capacity. And, and that is, you know, even though this person keeps messing up, um, do you see some, I mean, do you genuinely see some potential? Uh, I mean, if I were, uh, if, if I kept messing up as a fledgling neuroscientist, you, you could say, well, I'm just not going to give up on you, Richard. But I, I would tell you, no, you need to give up. <laughs> I just don't have the capacity to be a, a neuroscientist or a scientist of any kind any, or anyone that has to use math or chemistry. So, <laughs> uh, so, But on the other hand, there are those that do show tremendous promise. They're very bright. Uh, they just are, It's taken them a while to work through a lot of the issues or their approaches. You know, you, you look at someone like, a, even in politics, like an Abraham Lincoln that failed a number of times, and you would say, well, cut, cut loose from this guy. You know, clearly he doesn't have the, certainly no business acumen. He's gone bankrupt. He's, he's lost a number of elections. And so uh, why, why keep believing in him? But, but if you'd talked to him, if you'd watched him in a courtroom, uh, defending a client, if you watched how hard he worked, uh, you, you might have begun to realize, well, that there is a lot of potential here. He yeah. hasn't quite found his platform yet, hasn't quite found his voice yet, but th there are some people that even though they're maybe kind of slower, uh, you see this in sports all the time, people that kind of languished in the minors for a while, longer than usual for someone, but they're, but they're not giving up and they're practicing hard and they're paying the price. And 
they do have some skills, but it needs they need to be refined. And so before you give up on someone, I, I do a bit of an inventory to say, is there some skill here that just hasn't been tapped into yet? I, yeah. you know, I, and of course, you know, uh, Sam, as well as anyone, that tomorrow is the start of the hockey season. Well, it's already started, actually. started last night, but... Um, but hockey season doesn't officially start till Buffalo plays its first game. And so, um, but there are, uh, Buffalo last year had a player that, uh, had potential, had some, you know, moments of, of some real flashy kind of skills, but just could not seem to put it together, whether they, they got injured or they, uh, they just, you know, they, they do some great stick handling, but then they wouldn't finish around the net. Uh, and you were just at the point of wondering, is this guy going to just get cut loose? It's just a failed uh, experiment. And then he gets a new coach. The coach actually puts him at center instead of on the wing. And lo and behold, all of a sudden he's scoring. He's he always had a good shot. He just just seemed like he couldn't sort of get in the right place to take the shot or didn't take it when he should. And and he ends up leading the whole team in scoring. And actually uh, lead, is one of the leading guys in the whole league for scoring. Uh, and you're thinking, well, how did you go from just hardly scoring anything the year before and just at the verge of maybe being let go or at least traded away? Yeah. And then a, a few more tweaks, a, a, a good coach who sees potential, and then boom, all of a sudden he's the leading scorer on the team. So, you know, before you just give up on someone, just because they're not performing now, take a bit of a deeper look at someone and say, but is there are there skills? They may not have any skills. They may not be you know, the sharpest knife in the drawer. And there's not a lot of evidence to suggest that a lot more time is ever going to make them at least good in this area yeah. uh, if, if they work for you. Uh, and then maybe just the last uh, point is just treat others as you'd want them, you'd want them to be treating you. And um, if you are someone that needs some grace, then probably you should be showing grace. I've, I've known some people that uh, didn't always act that way. Um, Perhaps they were shown a lot of grace when they kept messing up. And then finally they end up in a management position and they are like lopping off heads. <laughs> They're firing people <laughs> and not having any patience with lack of performance, even though their management uh, tolerated a lot of lack of performance in them. And so, you know, I, it doesn't mean that you always just hold on to someone forever. Um, quite frankly, if I was not doing a good job, I wouldn't. It might be painful, but I wouldn't expect my organization to hold on to me when I was hurting the organization instead of helping them. But if I was just going through a hard time or I just needed some more help or some mentoring or coaching, I would hope that they would stick with me at least until they had applied everything they could to try to help me, you know, step up to the level I needed to be at. So before you're too hard on people, just ask yourself, if I was in their shoes, what would I hope that management did to me or if i was if i was that person how would i want my friend uh to to treat me just to walk away give up or would i expect him to or my pastor whoever it is uh to still believe and still hope and still try so you know it's kind of a, a interesting kind of subject as a leader i think in one sense uh we're, 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 we're torn because on the one hand as a leader we should be the most optimistic the most visionary we should be the one who sees potential and brings it out in people. On the other hand, we also, as a leader, ought to care about the organization and protect it from things that might hurt it, including underperforming people or people with bad attitudes or bad people skills. 
And, uh, and so you've got to kind of weigh them both in the balance and then prayerfully say, God, is this person, is it worth the pain, the lack of performance, the lack of results, uh, the, the extra time I'm having to spend with this person right now? Is it all worth it for what could develop in this person? Or are we just kind of going down a, a black hole where just a never-ending amount of effort and money and time is spent with very, very little to show for it. Mm. And so leaders face those issues uh, on, on various fronts. And uh, there, I, I would say there is a time when you, you, you need to cut your losses and say, you know what, I gave that person more than ample opportunity and they just never took, uh, they never rose to the occasion. And at a certain point, you must reap what you sow. Uh, and other times, you, you hold on just long enough, and all of a sudden it clicks, and you have this very grateful, uh, now fruitful performer uh, working with you or in a relationship now with you that you're so grateful you didn't give up uh, just before God was about to do a breakthrough in their life. Yeah, well, it's certainly been a, uh, a needed conversation, and uh, hopefully... Uh those listening will will find some some nuggets in there and uh, just as they approach uh, those relationships in their lives. So again, thank you, Richard. And until next time. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We always love hearing from our listeners. So email us at podcast at blackme.org.